Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 315. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. Did you know I also have another podcast called The Pre-Med Years, where I interview deans and directors of admissions. I talk to medical students who have had interesting journeys to, to medical school or beyond. I have lots of great guests on that podcast, so you should go join if you haven't already. Today, we are always, as always, joined by one of the amazing members of the Blueprint Live online team. And we are going to talk about January MCAT test dates. I know it's it's potentially tricky. A lot of students will email saying, hey, January, is it doable? Is it not doable? What about March, April, May? It's just maybe a little bit more doable. It's after the spring semester, quarter. And so I can I can make that work potentially a little bit more. But today we're going to talk about why January maybe is the best or maybe not. And all of those things to think about. Don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com and all of their amazing free resources with their free account. Go over to blueprintmcat.com today and get access to their free account right now. All right, let's go and jump in, say hello and talk about January MCAT test dates. Nor, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, Ryan. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. We're going to talk about January MCAT test dates and mm-hmm. kind of what that process looks like leading up to a January date. Now, sure. for a lot of students who don't maybe understand the significance of a January test date, we typically say um, that to take the MCAT, the the timing for MCAT is kind of January to March or April of the year that you are going to apply. That's kind of an ideal timeframe. It it typically lets you get through that fall semester um, leading up into the spring. You kind of finish out some of your prereqs that are going to be on the MCAT. And it lets you get your score back in time that if you need to retake, you you can retake and it won't significantly impact your application timing and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a January MCAT is kind of a weird MCAT because you have the summer, you have the fall, you have winter, and then you, you kind of semester-wise, right? Um, or quarter-wise, depending on what system you're in. And then you're yeah. taking this this MCAT there's a lot of stuff going on. So I would love to have a chat about what potential timing that looks like for a student who wants to take in January, but also has all this other stuff going on. 
Yeah. So I, again, non-trad. So, but I did take a January test day um, because I wanted to give myself, and I'm pretty sure other students, like students in traditional, still in undergrad, probably think in the same way. It's like, I want to have as much time as I can to study. And that's actually, before we get started, I always tell folks, assess how long you feel like you need to study and don't be shy about it. Extend it however many many months you need, right? And I do think, especially if you're a full-time student, it's helpful to have that extra time. So I think one of the things about a January test day is you might feel like you're stamina kind of like wanes because if you start studying in the summer and then you have the fall and you have the you know the beginning of winter it's like how do I sustain my interest for let's just say five to six months versus maybe somebody who is like really concentrated in their studying over the summer right um, and I think there are people again who do January test days for a variety of reasons because it works for their schedule and that's completely valid and I would say like when it came to to me again i had a january test date and i decided to take a blueprint course um and other people may take other courses or not that started in the summer and ended somewhere i would say in october so actually after my course ended i had a lot of um you know like self-study time and so and also while i was not a full-time student i was working as a full-time professional and so in a way like i did have competing priorities that, you know, students can have as full-time students and doing other things. And so I would say, like, in the beginning, your studying is, first of all, your studying is going to be more stretched out, right? So you don't have to maybe take full lengths as close as maybe other people are when they're studying for, like, only two months, right? So you do have more time to space, like, your full lengths and the review as well. Um, but I would say that it's still important not to lose momentum. And so maybe other people, when they were studying over the course of two months in the summer, they were studying seven hours a day, but maybe in the beginning you're studying two to three hours, right? Because you're getting the hang of it. You're getting your routine in. Um, it's not maybe as like intensive and especially when classes start, you can't dedicate right as much time as maybe you would hoped you would. So for some people starting off in the summer, you might have more time to study and then it might drop off a little bit. And I would say like, when it comes to stamina, um, interspersing those full lengths is important because it keeps you on track and it tells you, okay, I haven't reached my goal score yet. This is what I need to do. Um, this is how I'm going to go forward till the next exam, what I need to focus on in content and strategy. And I would say the last month and a half, two months is when stuff starts to really pick up. And it's not easy when it picks up in January. I mean, sorry, December. Because December is also where the holidays are. If you're a full-time student, this is where your break is. I mean, who wants to spend their break studying? Nobody does. Nobody. Kind of, <laughs> nobody does. And I would say, like, you might start to experience a bit of burnout because you're like, oh, I've been studying this for months. Like, this is my break. I want to take a break. What am I supposed to do? But one thing to note is you've already front-loaded a lot of your studying, right? So you've spent months perfecting your content, really working on practice questions almost on a daily basis, um, you know, doing it slowly. So your last month actually is more focused 
on just perfecting those things, taking out those last rounds of full-length exams, specifically the AAMC, and then just spending time perfecting your strategy. So while a January test date is weird, I think it just really gives you an opportunity to spread things out more and not to feel like it's so cramped. And I actually am really happy that I did that because I also felt like there was a lot of more downtime and a lot less expectation from people on to do things because in general, like people are kind of chilling, whether it's school, even jobs, like People maybe don't have as much expectations of you. So I think things kind of even sort of quiet down so you have more ability to focus. It's a lot less concentrated. Um, so I'm a huge advocate for it if you feel like you have the time and opportunity to do it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what that looks like, right? We have classes. Right? We have um during during the winter time frame we have holidays that potentially are getting in the way how is a student supposed to handle that stress let's talk specifically about holidays right if i'm going to take the a january mcat i have to have conversations with my family about expectations around thanksgiving christmas hanukkah whatever holidays that that you're celebrating and the expectations for the family to say hey like I'm going to come to Christmas dinner, but then I'm leaving, right? I'm going back up into my room. I'm not going to do all the other stuff. I have a test in three weeks that I need to take. And, and this is my crunch time. What do you, what do you yeah. recommend there for, for those conversations? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm like, I would say I'm an advocate for somebody taking one break day a week. Right. And so if I would say like when you're around the holidays, let's just say Christmas day, Take that day off. It feels uncomfortable, I promise. But one thing I'll tell people is that you need a mental break. Even if it's like the week of the exam, two weeks, three weeks before the exam, you still need that break. Don't skimp out on it just because you're three weeks away from the exam. Your mental stamina is still important. You taking the time to do something enjoyable, rejuvenating with family is still important. One day, I promise you, isn't going to hurt you. Instead, it's actually going to help you. It's going to make you feel more motivated. It's going to make you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm taking a break and tomorrow I'm going to come at it with an even better force. Sometimes when people try to barrel through these moments that are actually really important for them and their families, they actually don't end up really doing well. Sometimes you might not even study well that day because you're like, I'm missing out on what I feel like is so important to my life and it doesn't even feel good. So I'm not even studying properly. I can't even focus, right? Like that's one thing to consider is if you actually study that day, right? On this one day of a holiday, are you really going to focus? Are you really going to like actually be able to block off everything? Or are you going to not feel great about the fact that you're missing this day? And so of course our families can have expectations beyond just one day. So it is a conversation and saying, hey, I can't dedicate more than one day. So I'd love if we had like all of our major activities on this one day. I still want to be there. It's still important to me. Other days I'm going to have to, you know, maybe I'll see you for a bit, but I'm going to have to study most of the day. So having those conversations and honestly, I found that to even be more encouraging for my support system, right? Because they weren't they were like, okay, you still value time with us and we love that. And we're going to provide you even more support and encouragement 
and like great words. And, you know, three weeks out from my exam, um, I decided to spend the day to go uh, with my friend for her birthday. She's a very important part of my life. And I said, I don't want to miss out on this. This is important to me. And I loved it. And it was rejuvenating. And it was something that meant so much to me. So consider the fact that you're not taking a lot of time off. Have those conversations and give yourself the break to rejuvenate. And, you know, don't skimp out on that. And you'll be fine. I promise. Feel so uncomfortable. That's the thing. You know what? I don't know if this has been coined before, but I feel like there's something called MCAT guilt mm-hmm. where it's like anything you do that's not MCAT, you feel so bad about it. Yeah. You're like, I'm eating. Yeah. And I'm not studying for the MCAT. Yeah. I'm sleeping. And I'm not studying for the MCAT. It's, it's, it's the perfect <laughs> analogy. Uh, Nor I, I don't know if you're a mom or not, but it's a perfect analogy for mom guilt. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so many moms have this like, if I'm yeah. not catering to my kid 24 7, I'm failing as a mom, right? If my kid is not intellectually engaged 24-7, minus sleep, obviously, um, then I'm failing as a mom. Like I have this conversation with my my wife all the time about it. We have two kids. And I'm like, they're they're not supposed to be stimulated 24-7. Boredom is okay. Yes. Uh and and so it's a very interesting thing to that that MCAT guilt uh I think is the perfect uh kind of kind of analogy to mom guilt and and yeah, what students really do. Is. And and I talk about this all the time because students will typically they shoot for that January test date, right? But then they're like, mm-hmm. I'm not ready, so I'm going to push it back to March for, for some dumb reason. The, the AMC doesn't offer February test dates. Um, so so they'll push it back into March. They'll push it back into April. And I'm like, I, I don't mind the later test date. What concerns yeah. me is that it's getting in the way of your application prep. Yeah, And so sure. application prep gets in the way of MCAT prep. MCAT prep gets in the way of application prep. And I said, yeah. one of the things that you can do is you just take a break from your MCAT prep and go work on your applications. And students are like, I can't do that. Then I'm not just studying for the MCAT. I'm like, trust me, it is better for you yeah. to take a break and, and do some task switching so your brain's not just in MCAT mode. I agree. And I, I was one person who was like, oh, maybe I should push my date to like March. And my family was like, no, no, no. <laughs> we need you no. back. <laughs> they're like, no. And they're like, because in my mind, I was like, hey, if I study like an extra month, I'll perfect the score. I'll perfect the score. Like there was this thing about MCAT as well, where it's like you feel like just like more and more time is going to perfect the score. And I remember somebody telling me, they're like, you can spend a year on the MCAT studying and you'll still not feel ready. Like you can, you will never feel 1000% ready because it's such a like, uh, you know, they say like the MCAT is a mile long and inch deep and you feel like there's just so many things. And I will tell you, I wasn't 100% in all the topics for the MCAT lenses. I was like, oh my God, lenses killed me. I was like, what, what is this? I'm just memorizing the equations and crossing my it's not on the exam, which I don't think like everyone like should do that. But what I'm saying is that you're not going to be a hundred percent. And I agree with you. You want to get it done. It's, you know, you've been studying for it for months. Take that January test date, get it through and start focusing on other aspects of getting back to your life. And you're right. Application prep. Yeah. All of the things. And if you need to retake it, that's a different conversation. You can deal with that hurdle when it comes. Right. But continuously pushing the exam date, especially when you have to go back to classes mm-hmm. in the winter, spring quarters. Realistically, are you going to be able to 
dedicate that much time and you want those strategies and that studying to be like fresh in your head, ready to tackle it in January. So yeah, it's interesting. You you talk about the MCAT, right? Mile wide, inch deep and, and throwing lenses under the bus going, I don't really fully understand this, but I need to take the MCAT. Again, I was talking to another medical student recently uh, about her journey through first year of med school. She had just, just finished up mm-hmm. and she's like, it's the first time in my life that I had to be comfortable going into a test knowing yeah. that I, it was impossible to review everything. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. I knew going into the test, there were going to be questions I didn't know because I didn't have time to review it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's scary. Like- Oh yeah. And it's an uncomfortable feeling. And again, we feel that way because in the classes that we've taken, we usually do have the opportunity to review everything. Like, you know, especially because if we have like midterms and our classes, I mean, it depends. I was on a quarter system. So it was like 10 weeks and I was like, this is 10 weeks of information. This is all I need to know. And, you know, for the MCAT, it's like, I mean, again, you are not going to know everything 100%. You're not going to be great at everything. And that's completely okay. And I love that that's the same thing in medicine. And the thing is also, you'll get that information over time when you go into medicine. And I say this because my dad's a physician. And so I've seen that like he's even the board exam he took like a year ago. It's like he wasn't perfect. I mean, he he was freaking out. It was so funny because Actually, we were, I was studying for the MCAT at the same time my dad was studying for his board exams. <laughs> it was this really funny parallel. And, you know, and my dad's in his 60s. So this is not the first time. Like, it's, you know, a repeat. And I'm like, I can't review everything. He's like, I can't review everything. And he's in internal medicine. So he has a lot of topics. And it yeah. was like, I was like, dad, you have to be comfortable with the idea that you're not gonna, going to know everything perfectly and you're going to do the best you can with the knowledge that you have. And he's like, okay, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. But I was like, I'm pretty sure it does. Because I was telling that much to myself too. And it really is okay. Even the people that you see getting 520s um, in the 520 range, trust me, they'll tell you the same thing. They didn't know everything going into the MCAT for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So as, as we kind of get back on track here with January test dates and the potential unique challenges that a student may have because of a January test date. Mm-hmm. What do you think specifically they should be thinking about to potentially avoid any kind of traps or gotchas that a, a January test date may bring? Yeah. So, you know, because students are going to have classes, I think you need to like assess your workload for classes. So, you know, what classes are you taking? What load are they going to have on you? Um, And so being very conscious of that. So being very conscious in the times when you're in school, if you are able, like how much you can realistically dedicate and oh my God, a lot of students, including myself, like we're not realistic about how much we can dedicate. We sell ourselves like, this is how much I'm going to dedicate. That's a wish list, right? How much are you going to actually be able to dedicate in terms of with the workloads you have in terms of classes? And also some of the slow season, not slow seasons, but slow weeks, right? When you have midterms and finals, are you really going to be able to study for the MCAT? So factoring that into the equation is really important because then you'll realize, okay, 
these are the moments where my MCAT setting is going to, you know, be, I'm going to focus on it more. This is when, when it's not going to be as much because I have finals, midterms. So that's very important. So really mapping out your capability, right? And so maybe you front load it a lot, like before school starts. And what you focus on for the rest of that time is, re, you know, reviewing content, but not necessarily relearning it and focusing a lot more on strategy and practice questions and full links. Another thing is also um, recognizing like, yes, maybe you have five to six months to study, but don't have that mindset of like, oh, so much time I can do whatever because <laughs> you don't want, I mean, you don't want to get to like November and be like, oh my God, I haven't started prep. Like, what am I going to do? And then you still- <laughs> Procrastination is poison. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that at another time. Um, I'm queen of procrastination. Um, but- you don't want to get to a point where you're like, oh my God, I haven't started prep and I still have to finish classes. I have finals. Realistically, I have to, you know, when I have finals, I have to focus on my classes. And so maybe you won't have as much time as you think. So really analyze those five to six months. Think about when you can front load your prep, what those, what those um, months when you're in school look like, when are your up times, down times where you can't study as much. And then also scale back on extracurriculars. Don't try to like, listen, time is finite. We all wish we could maybe spend 24 hours a day, but you have to factor in class time. You have to factor in studying for classes. You also have to factor in being a normal human. So sleeping normally and eating normally. Right. And so that doesn't leave you with a lot of time for studying for the MCAT as well as extracurriculars. So scale back on your extracurriculars, whatever it is you're doing, be like, okay, I'm going to take a break this quarter, or maybe only keep one to two and be like, maybe it's shadowing. And you're like, okay, I'm going to spend a couple of hours each week shadowing. Like that's what I really want to focus on. Or if it's a research project, being very honest about your capacity with your PI, right? So having these honest conversations, don't try to go as you normally would and then include MCAT studying. That's, it's not possible. Trust me. I know we want it to be possible. It's not. And do not, oh my God, I will say this a thousand times over, do not compromise on your health. Do not compromise on your sleeping or take time away from the things that you need to sustain you. Take time away from things that maybe you feel are so important, but are actually not as important as you think they are. So if you're deciding that this is, I'm going to take the test date in January, look at that quarter semester and make sure you set yourself up for success instead of just tacking on the MCAT like it's another extracurricular, which it's not. It's a very intense one. So that's really like what I would advise to avoid some of the hurdles, the biggest hurdles that come about when you're studying for the MCAT and you're either a full-time student or a full-time professional or you know anything like that. All right. So there you have it. Hopefully that was a good kind of primer, good thought exercise on January test dates to help you understand uh, if, if a January test date is right for you. Remember, there's no right or wrong in this journey. There's just really what works for you and then thinking through some of the consequences of those decisions because there are always consequences, good or bad, I, I suppose. So hopefully this was helpful. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check out the pre-mid years podcast as well and get that free account over at blueprintmcat.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT podcast.
This is MedEd Media.